Welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I am so excited that you're here. I'm your host, Katerina Kormas, Mindset and Success Coach for women who are ready to make the switch to living life their own way. Each week, I'll be bringing you inspiring conversations with women who have courageously stepped out of their comfort zone, overcame their fear, took bold action, and embarked on a new journey to transform their lives. This is where you get inspired to connect to who you truly are, to live authentically, stay true to your dreams, and embark on the adventure that you were born to take. This is where the true joy revolution begins. Hi y'all, welcome to the True Joy Revolution. I am so excited that you're here and I'm super excited to introduce you to Julie Watson. She's a health and life coach and also the author of a brand new book coming out called True Health. Um, And I love Julie's story. I love Julie. Julie has this great energy. You're going to love listening to her. She has such a beautiful spirit. And I love how she really went from all these fears and overcoming these fears to having this beautiful life and being more at peace with herself, uh, more excited about what's coming her way uh, and open to new opportunities. So Julie, welcome. Thank you so much for being here and sharing your story. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So Julie and I met a few months ago, probably around six months ago. Um, and I admire just even in that six months, how far you've come, um, what you've accomplished. So tell us a little bit about, cause you have some stuff to celebrate right now. I do. Yeah. Um, well, number one celebration is, uh, you know, as you mentioned, I am an author. Officially, uh, I will have my first book uh, available uh, early October. And so I'm very excited about that. I just got the physical copies in the mail last week. So I'll even have a bookmark because I was reading it myself. Got some good stuff in there. <laughs> but this is what it looks like. True health. A woman's guide to loving her body, loving her life, and loving her God. So that is definitely a celebration. Um, but I think probably the thing I'm happiest about is I just feel like I'm in a really good place right now. Um, I finally am listening to God's voice, growing in my relationship with him. And I feel like he has me in such a good place right now. And um, so I'm celebrating that. um, And that's part of what's brought me to, you know, writing the book, obviously. (laughs) Um, And also just feeling, celebrating that I'm, um, you know, I got married in 2016. And I just feel like um, our family is, you know, meshing. We have five children between us that uh, we brought into this marriage. And so I just feel like that's in a really good place too. So I want to celebrate that. Wow, that is a lot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Life keeps going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. But I love, I need to bring this up because I love how you said this is your first book. <laughs> like you're oh, yes. writing more. <laughs> oh, yes. Yep. I'm, I'm already getting um, ideas <laughs> um, for book number two. So I'm really excited about that. <laughs> wow. Wow. So did you always dream of being an author? I have wanted to write for a really long time. Um, I remember somebody asking me, I think it was back in like 2005, um, you know, if money were no object, what would you do? And I was like, I'd be a writer. And it took me all of this time. Finally, in 2017, I hunkered down and wrote this book. (laughs) So yeah, something that's been on my heart for a long time. 
Yeah. Wow. That's, that is, that's really cool that you, you had the idea, but, and you finally got a chance to get that inspiration and grew to write the book. It's really great. Your life is pretty cool right now. It is. I'm definitely, I feel like I'm on one of the mountaintops. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to enjoy it before the next valley hits. (laughs) Yeah. I think, um, there's probably so much from your journey that has led to this point. Um, so where would you think your journey began to get you to where you are now? Okay. Good question. Um, oh, I can definitely see, you know, moments even, you know, in childhood where God was maybe teaching me lessons and things that I went through then that um, have helped me to become the person that I am today. But I think probably the biggest thing that happened in my life that really changed the trajectory of my life um, was losing my first husband to cancer in 2011. Uh, Definitely, when something like that happens, you uh, stop and take inventory and wonder, okay, God, now where am I going? (laughs) So that definitely had a big impact on... um, my story and and where I am now. And also following his passing, um, I went through some pretty difficult um, health challenges of my own. Um, I think in my effort to just be strong, you know, I I had a daughter um, at that time who was almost 10 when he passed and um, just felt like I needed to be strong for her and I needed to show her that life goes on and that we still have hope. And so I kept pushing forward and kept looking ahead and kept trying to, you know, just keep on moving. And, um, I took up running, uh, as a way to kind of deal with my grief, which I think was not a bad thing, but I took it a little bit too far and I was running all the time and I was, you know, training for marathons all the time. I kind of just really, really got into it. And it came to a point where, well, I was literally and metaphorically using running to outrun my grief. And I got to a point where I just burned out. Um, I wound up with adrenal fatigue, leaky gut, I think all of the emotional stress of not dealing with my grief, and then all of the physical stress, you know, what I was putting on my body. And even though I was interested in health, um, actually, my interest in health started before I lost my husband. Um, And I think I probably ate better than the general American, you know, public, uh, eats, but I still wasn't eating all that healthy. And so, um, I think that probably also contributed to all the physical issues I started having. I'm still was eating quite a bit of sugar and, um, and it wasn't as healthy as I could be, but I wound up with, um, adrenal fatigue, leaky gut. I mean, all kinds of digestive issues. Um, and so I know that going through that and, coming out on the other side and having to work on my own health um, definitely was another thing that brought me to where I am today Um, and writing about health and really wanting to write about health in a holistic way um, because it does involve all of us, mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. Um, So definitely that Um, losing him and then having to find out who I was and also going through a lot of the physical health stuff um, definitely was a defining time in my life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds like you had to do a a lot of a lot of work, but were you aware aware that you had to do the work or was it more reacting to what was happening? Were you aware that you had to, you know, shift something 
or did it come when you finally got to that adrenal fatigue and you got to the, the leaky gut and the unhealthy that you realize, oh, wow, I, there's some more going on than just health. Yeah, I don't think, I mean, um, if you've experienced a loss like that, you, you kind of live in this numb state for a while. You're just kind of going through the motions. You're doing what you have to do to kind of get through each day. Um, so I knew there were some things I wasn't facing, but um, I didn't know how much I was avoiding until my body said, all right, this is it. I, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Huh. Which is what will happen if we don't deal with things. You know, our body will wake us up to <laughs> the issues. So not the warning signs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty big ones. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think the biggest, your biggest obstacle was either internally or externally, you know, other than you had this big loss, what did you really have to overcome? Oh, um, it's probably a broken record. I'm sure a lot of people say this, but uh, fear. I mean, I, at that time, especially, I mean, I, I got married when I was still in college. I was pretty young. I was 21. Um, and I had never really lived on my own. I mean, I lived in a college dorm. <laughs> and then I got married while I was still in college. I moved back home and, and transferred schools and, and got married and then, you know, went right to my husband's home. He already had a house. And so um, I never really had been alone. Um, and so there were a lot of things I feel like I didn't learn just because I went from one household to another household. Um, I always had someone there. I wasn't, you know, really all that independent. Um, so fear of being alone was a big thing for me and fear of all the responsibilities that fell on my shoulders after I lost him, you know, and then I was a single parent and caring for a household and vehicles and, you know, whatever else bills. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was probably at that time, um, fear of being alone, but I, I tend to, uh, just a lot of the things that have happened in my life, um, have contributed to me being a person who does deal with fear a lot, um, whether it's fear of rejection or, you know, fear of being alone or um, fear that I um, am not going to be able to do something or do it well or um, yeah. So fear has been a big obstacle in my life um, in many different situations. Yeah. Yeah. When did you realize that in order for you to have the life you wanted in order for you to get healthier and all that, that you had to do some inner work. Mm. That's my dog, by the way. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I think um, probably the biggest thing was just that physically I couldn't handle a lot, so I had to stop and slow down. Um, but even more so recently with working on um, the book and kind of, I mean, even though losing my husband and being on my own and kind of changing the traje trajectory, I think started the process in getting me to where I am now. Um, I really feel like God has even more so grown me in the last few years as I have dealt with my grief, um, getting married um, again and, you know, uh, making that new relationship work. Um, and now I'm, I, I'm losing, uh, I lost the, your question. <laughs> Um, when, so when did you realize that you had to do inner work, that you had, oh. that it was 
more to overcoming the fears right. and overcoming the fears, but something had to change internally. Right. I think, I think the biggest thing, um, because even though I was learning lessons along the way, um, just in the last like two or three years, I think um, the biggest shift for me happened when I realized that actually my biggest fear is that my life will not matter, that I will not have lived out my purpose. And so that is what really started me um, looking at what am I called to do? Um, and I do feel like a long time ago, God told me that when you look at um, the parts of the body, you know, Christ says we're, you know, we all play a different role in the body of Christ. I mean, I remember God telling me very clearly a long time ago that I am the heart. <laughs> so I have a real heart for, especially for helping women. Um, but uh, that definitely um, feeling like, you know, reaching that point where I thought it would be worse for me to um, not step into who I'm called to be and push past that fear, um, then, you know, myself be stopped by all the other fears in my life. Wow. So that is what really um, has inspired me to keep on moving forward. Um, and as I have focused more on my calling, it isn't so much now that I'm operating from a place of fear. I think the closer I've grown in my relationship with God, the more I want to be the woman that he wants me to be out of love for him, not out of fear anymore. So I love it that he's changed that desire of my heart. I'm no longer operating from a place of I should, you know, um, uh, you know, all of these um, feelings of, you know, what I should be doing with my life and how it should be run. But instead of focusing on I want to, and I choose to because I love him, and he knows what's best for me. So that was the biggest shift. I love that. And I think I love that the most about your journey is that, you know, it's not just about you achieving a goal or you, you know, going and being something or it's you really it's like all encompassing it is the health aspect it's the mind aspect and the spiritual aspect and I think there are so many women out there when they embark on a journey right their journey is I want to be CEO of this company or I want to be an author or I want to be a coach or I, I want this job and it becomes that to-do list that active physical to-do list to get there mm -hmm. that they forget that everything plays a part and I, I I think that a lot of people sometimes spirituality doesn't take priority mm -hmm. and that and I think not encompassing that not adding that in I mean that is the key piece right that's I love that about your journey because you really embrace, you know, God's purpose for you and lead through that. Mm -hmm. Was that always, was your journey with God and your spiritual journey always that healthy, always that strong? Mm. No. <laughs> um, I, I did grow up in a Christian home. Um, you know, faith has always been a part of my life, but definitely, you know, I think like most of us, um, I have been through dry spells um, where I didn't feel as close. Um, and sometimes when you're going through those really difficult times, like when my, my husband, before he died of cancer, he was sick for almost two years. And so watching him go through that and, you know, caregiving um, with him, um, it's in those moments where you don't feel it so much. You don't feel that closeness. Um, and maybe a part of me 
was afraid to feel it because I know there were a lot of times where I felt like I had to be the strong one. I couldn't allow myself to get too emotional about things because I might completely fall apart. Um, so I think a part of me was even scared of touching on that emotional piece. So I haven't always felt the closeness, but in those times, it's been really helpful to at least be able to know in my mind to cling to things, say, okay, well, I know this to be true. Um, I know that I can hold on to this promise, even if I can't feel it right now, even if everything feels horrible, I know it's still there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's more of a just remembering, reminding yourself when things are hard and it isn't always feeling it. Um, but I do, I have been putting more of a real focused uh, effort on spending time with him. And I think that's been really helpful over the last couple of years too, where it is more of a relationship. It is more of, um, you know, I feel more of a connection. It is more emotional because I'm aware of him throughout the day because I, I put a focused effort on that. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Isn't it? It's just amazing when you, you make that little switch mm-hmm. and you put more of the effort, how much your life transforms. I mean, I, I, same thing. I kind of fell off the spiritual wagon a bit, got back on. Then the more I grow in it, the more gifts I find, not just like the physical gifts, but growing as a person, growing, feeling it, being more confident, being less fearful, less, I struggle with anxiety and like my anxiety ebbs and flows based off of how much I turn to God for things and remember what he says and remember what he promises. Um, Has that helped with your fear and your anxiety? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And one of the things that um, I probably, I feel like has just become more of a natural part of my life. And it's one of the things I love about what you're doing is joy. Um, You know, you were talking before about how women have these to-do lists and, you know, we're told we can have it all. And, and I think we can even, um, you know, even just in our calling, you know, I think about that. I want to have it all in my calling. I want to, I want to live out fully what I meant to live out. But I think sometimes we get so stuck in the doing and the pushing and the going that we forget that we can enjoy it. You know, we can enjoy the journey, that there's joy in it, that there's joy sometimes not in all of the work, but there are moments and there are people that, that bring us joy. And so, um, yeah, that's definitely been something that I feel like has been a bigger part of my life. And I love that you are kind of reminding us through your work to be looking for the joy and to be creating that life that, you know, that's true to us so that we can experience more joy. Yeah. Cause life is not a destination. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. And it, we're right. Enjoy it and grow and, love the you know the process but we get so stuck on that I need to be something better than I am now not realizing that we're perfect the way we are right everything that we are enough we were made enough we were created to be enough but we always want to be something we're not right yeah right and that we don't have to wait until that day to enjoy it <laughs> I used to be that kind of thinker. Okay, when things calm down, or when I reach this spot, then you know, then everything's going to feel better, and and uh, I'm going to be able to take a breath and relax, and realize, no, you know, that needs to be sprinkled throughout the whole journey. Yeah, joy needs to be there. The the peace, the love. Um, it's not all about the pushing and striving. Yeah, I always remember my great aunt. I was telling her about something I wanted, 
and I really wished this would happen. And she goes, don't wish your life away. And I was, that always does with me because I was always wishing for the next job, wishing for the next promotion, wishing for the next relationship, wishing, wish. And she's like, you're going to wish your life away. And all of a sudden you're going to get to the end. And you never enjoyed it because you were waiting for the next mm. thing. And there never is a next thing, right? There's always a next thing. So there's never like an ending to it. And that, and I went years with seeking joy, feeling like I didn't know what it was, but it really was, I didn't know who I was and I didn't have a relationship. I didn't have a spiritual relationship. So I was seeking mm. something that didn't really exist. Yeah. That's probably harder for those of us that do um feel that push and drive to accomplish things yeah to be able to stop and smell the roses now and then right because <laughs> we're always like looking ahead what's next what's next and you know if my if my schedule has any wiggle room in it i try to fill it with something <laughs> yeah, just sitting still i was just recently talking about how i feel guilty if i'm i built this life so i had more wiggle room but then how guilty I feel if I'm just sitting outside with my dog. It's like, I should be doing something. I can't just be sitting around. I'm so lazy. And I was like, wait a minute. This is the life I wanted. And right. I'm sitting here telling myself, I'm too lazy. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So what do you think along your journey? Because you've had quite a journey, ups and downs. <laughs> what do you think saving grace was? My biggest saving grace. <sighs> I think my faith, um, just because it's always been something I, I could cling to, like I was saying before, even at times where I didn't really feel it, it was always there. Um, so that was probably, and then just the way it has changed so much, even in just the last few years, because I finally embraced it. Um, I knew it was there, you know, I would read scripture sometimes or pray, you know, whatever, but, um, it isn't until I really truly embraced it and really, um, I guess marinated in it more <laughs> that um, I just like, this is the life I want. Yeah. I don't want anything else. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you got, you, you had to go through the, the hard road and the struggles mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit, cause you know, you're really happy where you are now. So tell us what was, you know, you talked about the dream of writing a book. Mm-hmm. And you had that years ago. Was that a consistent dream? Like through all the struggles that you went through, was that something on your mind still sitting there? Or was it something that popped back up when you when you finally kind of came out to who you are right now? Um, I have thought about it for many, many years, but I never really knew what I was going to write about. And I remember when I was younger thinking, oh, I don't know enough. I'm not having experienced life enough. Who's going to want to, you know, hear from me? Uh, Who's going to learn anything from me and what I've been through? And I have to tell you, you have to be a little careful when you start thinking that way, because God will start giving you experiences. (laughs) Some of them are not easy. Let me tell you. (laughs) That's right. That's right. If you ask for growth, you better watch out. Um, so definitely it's been something that I've wanted to do, but I never really knew what the subject was going to be. Um, um, I mean, I knew I was passionate about health, but then I, um, in 2016, I, um, and into 2017, I earned my, um, uh, health coaching certification and then went into life coaching as well. And so um, even though I was always interested in health, that became more of a passion of mine. And I went ahead and followed that, um, even though I was also getting 
doing some other schooling. Um, and also at the same time, as I've been kind of on this personal healing journey and getting closer in my relationship to God, that um, has also been a real passion of mine. So I really got to thinking about health and my faith and um, how do these two passions merge? And really, if, um, you know, for those of us that do have a faith, um, if we are, you know, fully living out our faith, it should affect our health too. Mm-hmm. And it's so often, um, you know, when we're in church, I think we focus a lot on, you know, our mind and our heart, how we behave, but we don't talk a lot about health. And so I really wanted to kind of bring that piece out because really our faith should be a part of all of our, uh, you know, life, not just the way we behave (laughs) toward other people and the way that we think about things, but it really should impact all of us. And so I thought, you know, there's, there's a need for that message. And so even though I knew for a long time that I wanted to write and I've journaled for a long time, um, I didn't really know what I was going to write about until last year. All the pieces fell into place. Yes, and I had maybe at that point I had an, enough of a story, <laughs> you know, because before I felt like I didn't have much of a story, and after some of the things I've been through, I now have a story. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> I mean, you do, and you you have a story in terms of the health part that so many of us go through, but don't ever get a lot of us don't get like for me, don't get the answers or the healing or the results. Cause there's, there's not all the pieces together, right? You're, you know, if you get sick, you get adrenal fatigue or you get leaky gut or you get whatever it is. Um, you know, you go to the doctor, maybe you get some medicine, some guidance, but faith is never talked about. In fact, until you wrote this book, until you started talking about it, never thought to look at the Bible, never thought, mm-hmm. you know, cause you think you pray to God about your health. Mm-hmm. But you never think about that whole conversation that already happens that he's already talked about that, you know, and how it plays a role. We're so into just the proteins, the carbs, the counting, <laughs> all of that, the sugars, but you don't, you don't, you, your book talks about the mind. Your book talks mm-hmm. about your mindset. It talks about God. It talks about, it talks about the macro and the micro, you know, nutrients and all that. But it's all together. And it, it really is true health, the whole entire piece of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's the comment I was going to make on that. And I'm trying to remember now. It, it came and it went, uh, <laughs> which happens to me sometimes. <laughs> um, oh, yes. Okay. So, and I talk about this in the book, but I got to really thinking about, I mean, with the passions of health and faith, I got to thinking about, I mean, one of the verses that we hear all the time is, um, you know, that you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, right? And so that's kind of where my quest um, to learn more about our, how our faith impacts our health, where it started. Um, there's not a ton in the Bible that tells you about, you know, what to eat and what not to eat and, you know, uh, what diet to be on and all those things. Right. Um, which by the way, you know, none of us is a particular diet. We're all individual people. So, um, and I talk about that in the book too, but that verse about being a temple, um, really is what started my search. And so I thought, okay, well, if I'm supposed to be a temple and I really want to live out my faith, that means I need to be a temple that can be used. So what does that mean? What does my temple need to be able to do? You know, my body, what does my body need to be able to do to live out this faith, to be living in integrity with my faith? And so that's really where the search started. And um, yeah, 
it was, I grew so much writing that book and the last, um, and I know I'll, I'll explain more about the book. I'm sure um, here in a bit, but, um, uh, I had most of the book written before the title came to me. I was on a run one day and I feel like the Holy spirit was like, here you go. And I was like, oh, that's it. And I didn't have anything to write with, you know, so I'm running along and I'm trying to repeat it in my head over and over until I could get to the car and write it down. Running is a great time to, you know, get inspiration. But, uh, yeah, sometimes there's that like, Oh, I wish I had something with me to record on. Um, but, uh, when I got the inspiration for the title and um, the four pillars of health that I talk about in the book, um, I hadn't written on all that much on one of the pillars. So then I had to go back and do a lot of research for that one. And that I grew so much in that process. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just was going to say, um, so, you know, I've wanted to write for a long time, but it was interesting too, how, even though I kind of knew the subject and I knew where to start, it's like the whole process and even, you know, tacking on those extra, I think it was five or six chapters at the end. Um, I grew so much in that process and I didn't expect that. It really changed me writing the book. So it's therapeutic for you, but it's going to be good for making an impact on so many lives too. At the same I sure time. hope so. Yeah. You know, every time I sat down to write, I just prayed that he would give me the words. And um, I keep on praying that the women that need to hear this message, um, that this book will get into their hands. Yeah. You know, I think um, a lot of us when we're in that, and I'm reading a book in a small group at church and it talks about the middle, right? That you have the beginning of a journey or, an, you know, whatever venture you're on, you have the ending, but it's the middle where we struggle most. Mm -hmm. And we forget, you know, we get so stuck in things aren't going right. I don't feel good. I don't, you know, this happened. I lost all my money. I lost. You're so focused in the negative that you can't even see that whatever you're going through right here is preparing you for something big. So all of that, those health issues that you had and the struggling and, and even that grief that you were going through, if you didn't go through that, you wouldn't have this to give to right. the world and to make an impact on other lives. And I think, you know, I'm sure you had no idea while you were laying in bed with no energy and, mm -hmm. you know, you had the leaky gut issues and you're running yourself, you know, into the ground because you're, you, you get that obsession of running because it feels therapeutic that you don't even realize that that journey is leading you to something amazing. Right. At the time, it just felt like everything was kind of stripped away because, you know, I lost my husband and then um, running became a new identity for me after that. Um, I discovered that not only was it helpful to like work out the uh, negative emotions, you know, it's a good stress reliever, but I also discovered that I'm pretty good at it. I'm pretty fast. And so I started running farther and faster. And um, so it really kind of became a part of my identity. And then that was taken away because <laughs> I couldn't run it, you know, once I started having some of these health issues. And so um, it really got to the point where I kind of the things that I was building my identity on um, weren't there anymore. And so I kind of had to go back to basics and say, okay, God, who am I then? It's just you and me now. Like all this stuff has been taken away. And I um, another thing that happened uh, after, during the time that I was running a lot and after I lost my first husband, I, I was in a relationship for a couple of years um, that really was not the right, right relationship for either of us, but I was afraid to be alone. Like I said, fearful girl, right? Um, and um, I eventually, you know, I, uh, we even got to the point where we were engaged. And um, so I also 
wound up um, letting that relationship go too. So it was kind of like, it was like a stripping away of everything. And then it was like, okay, it's just you and me, God. Um, how do I rebuild? And that's really hard because I love to be in control. <laughs> I mean, I like to know, you know, I like to know, of course, I want to know what the next steps are. You know, walking into the unknown is not easy for me. Um, but that's, that's kind of what I had to get to. Yeah. And to get to that point, okay, this is where I am. How do we rebuild? And um, even without all of these other things, who am I? Who do you want me to be? Yeah. So who are you now? Who am I now? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, I'm just a woman that wants to live out God's calling in my life. I, I want to live out my true purpose. Um, yeah. That's, and it's, it's so strange to be at this point now where I'm willing to, to say, okay, I'm putting it in your hands. I mean, sometimes I try to pull it back a little bit and I'll say, are you sure? And, you know, <laughs> but ultimately, um, that's what, that's what matters most. Um, just knowing at the end, at the end of the day, um, I have him and I just want to be living out what he wants me to be doing. That sounds so freeing. Your energy change, you know, talking about what you went through and, and all of that. And then to, I just, like, there was just like a sigh when you mentioned it, mm. like, it was like, I just want to live out my purpose. Like that. I think that's all what we're all seeking is that moment. Where we're like, ha, oh, I'm here and I cannot worry about it anymore. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's tough because it means just handing him the rain. And I apologize. It's getting darker. I'm, my the weather keeps shifting outside like it's sunny and then it's, <laughs> so hopefully you can still see me I can see my screen's a little dark but um, but yeah definitely uh that it is really freeing um and for someone who is coming you know who has always been fearful of what's going to happen and fearful of change and liking to be in control it's so weird to hear myself say this but yeah there is a lot of freedom in it yeah yeah it's, and you don't want to go back. You're like, no, this is where I want to stay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, all of the times that I tried to hold the reins and I tried to control everything, um, I didn't have the peace and joy that I have now. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's yeah. great. <laughs> it's a, and it's honestly, in a way, it's like the simplest thing Mm-hmm. ever we made me make life hard but it's just really simple to let go of the fear and let go of the worrying and the reins and just connect and try to be in alignment with what you're supposed to do and the path just kind of paves its own way in a way you know it's just once you just say you know turn to god or your universe or whoever you know whatever your faith is um and you just ask for the guidance. It's like, I, I was talking last night about, it's like God's sitting up there and he's like, you can try this on your own. I'm going to sit here. And once you turn to me, then I'm going to have, you know, like, <laughs> I always like look at, picture him in like a, a recliner, like a lazy boy. <laughs> you think you can do this on your own? Sure. Go ahead. I'll be right here. <laughs> yeah, I love that. There's that, but I'll be here when you need me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And you're right. It is simple, but it isn't easy. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of things in life are that way. They're simple, but it's so hard for us to yeah. just let things be. 
<laughs> you know, as you said, be careful what you ask for because you mm-hmm. want it. But in order for you to get it, it's kind of like that opposites. Like um, you have to experience what you don't want in mm. order to really go for what you really want, right? You have to experience some of those hard times and those struggles. I remember being so miserable. I just lay on the floor mm. and do nothing. And it was like the biggest sacrifice, like, um, and not sacrifice, but like uh, a surrender. Like mm-hmm. I've got nothing else to give. I'm done. I don't know what you want for me. And that's when my life changed when I completely surrendered and said, this ain't it. <laughs> this is not joy. <laughs> there is no joy in this. And that's when, oh, okay, here's a new path for you. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for calling. <laughs> yeah, and you're going through that experience now, you know, it's giving you the tools um, to help other women experience joy as well, which is awesome. And that, and I didn't know that was my purpose, right? The same with you. You didn't know what your purpose was until you experienced it yourself. And you're like, okay, I hear you loud and clear. This is what I want. This is what I'm meant to do. And that, that moment when you realize that is like the most beautiful moment. Like you just feel like, oh, I got this then. I know exactly what I need to do. And then now you have this true health book and I just love it. I love it because it's a really unique and new new way of looking at it, or just in a way that's all together in one book, right? Because when you, when you go and you look up, you know, what should I eat or how do I approach health? I mean, there's, there's books on this topic and this topic and this topic, but yours embodies everything. It, it embodies like... I love it's about you loving yourself and you and your relationship with God and how you need all of those pieces. And I don't think even in school we're ever taught that your mind affects your health and um, how you view yourself affects your health and your spiritual journey affects your health. Um, so that I love I love that it encompasses everything that we are. Yeah. And our physical health affects our mind too. You know, it is all connected. I mean, I'm sure you experienced that when you were, you know, dealing with some of your health issues Um, and especially the gut issues, (laughs) they really affect your mind. I mean, you get the brain fog and it's hard to think straight and um, it can leave you feeling depressed. And so it is all tied together. And if you're, you know, falling short in one area or you're not taking care of one area, it's going to impact the other areas. Yeah, I suffer with, um, I still have leaky gut and I have um, some autoimmunes and Mm. a lot of food allergies. And that gut health actually affects my anxiety attacks. Mm. It affects my, like, it honestly really does affect if I'm veering towards a positive frame of mind versus a negative frame of mind. Because when you feel crappy, you don't really want to be thinking, the world's amazing. Like, you're just, (laughs) really... It affects and it affects your energy. And if you don't have the energy, then you can't go out. You can't live your purpose without your energy. And I think I love that you realize that, or at least are, are sharing that with the world that you can. Your body is your temple, and it gives you the ability to fulfill your purpose. Well, if you're in bed because you have no energy, then you can't help anybody in the world. You can't make an impact. And I do think that sometimes God can use those instances. Um, I mean, some sometimes people have 
you know, um, really difficult physical challenges. And that can be a ministry. They can minister to other people through it. So I definitely don't want to say that. But I think a lot of us just sabotage our health. We just don't take care of ourselves, even if we're not dealing with something major like that. And that really limits what we can do and how we can impact the world. Yeah. What's the biggest message in the book? The biggest message in the book? Um. You know, I have the four pillars, but the one that I'm most excited about and the one that I, I think is kind of the crux of it all um, and leads us into health is having that relationship with the Holy Spirit. Um, and I don't know if, uh, you know, I was thinking about this before we talked and I meant to mention this book, you know, when we started that, you know, I am a Christian woman. Obviously, if you've listened this far or watched this far, you can tell that from what we've shared. Um and, you know, I don't know, you know, if everyone watching this is probably not going to believe what I believe, um, but I do hope that, um, you know, still, I think you're going to get some wisdom from what, you know, we're talking about and, and even what's in the book too. Um, but I really think that that relationship um, helps us to become more intuitive with who we are um, and, you know, puts us in that place of peace and joy. And um, it becomes less about, um, who we are according to the world standards and what we eat and, you know, all these other things and, and wanting all of these things. Um, like I don't have a pull towards unhealthy foods now because I feel whole and complete in that relationship. So like, I don't have the emotional eating. Um, I don't feel like I have to look like other people because I know because of that relationship that I'm okay and who I am and these perceived flaws that I have, you know, that's a part of, I was intentionally made that way and I'm embracing it. <laughs> um, and I don't, you know, society says we all should be looking like this and buying these things and wearing these kinds of clothes and doing these kinds of diets. And, and, you know, one of the things I hope that people get from this book is who says, who says this is a way for them to make money. This is how manufacturers make money on us, um, making us unhappy with who we are. And I really want to change that. I want I want women to step into the freedom of who they are and celebrate who they are and know that they're okay the way that they are. It's so true. I mean, it doesn't matter what you are, what size you are. Like you, you're, you can still do the work you're meant to do to have fun. You can still laugh. You can still enjoy life. But the magazines have limited, and the media has limited. Well, you have to look like this, mm-hmm. and that. I think we a lot of us have gr- grown up body image issues and you know we're not exercising in a healthy way we're exercising to to look a certain way as opposed right. to exercising to function better right yeah I really um my focus with this book is health you know health in all areas of your life so mental emotional physical spiritual I mean, it all plays a role. And, and my definition of health is to run optimally in all of these areas. It's not about being skinny. It's not about, you know, some of the other things that the world tells us, you know, this is what health should look like. And I love what you were just saying about, um, you know, feeling like you have to exercise to do this, you know, to look this way <clears throat> or that way. Um, it's really just about, um, experiencing that health that we're running on <clears throat> apologize <clears throat> that we're running on like all cylinders and all areas and that we just feel amazing 
it's like, like functional. It's all about being exactly and be exactly who you want to be, have the energy you need and want, or you know, optimal. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As opposed to eating because it's a fad diet, you know, like this is what's popular now. This is the trend. Instead, eating because it works for your body, that it right. creates that optimal health for you. Yeah, it's and not a- doing it out, out of guilt, you know, or shame or you know whatever because i should be doing it I, you know we got to stop shooting all over ourselves right <laughs> i think a lot of us approach health that way well i should eat this apple instead of this cookie or you know whatever it is um rather than you know just focusing on you know getting to experience feeling amazing yeah so it's, a, it's coming from a, a totally different perspective, um, a perspective of freedom versus a perspective of, you know, the shoulds. It's bringing it back to you personally as mm-hmm. opposed to, and I, I think, I think we all, all were so, so built differently that you might not be affected and really need certain foods, but I might not need those foods, but I need other foods instead, more of other foods instead. So it's really coming back to you. You're, you know, it, I love the book because it comes back to you. You need to know yourself and, and what's best for you internally, both in your mind, your body and in your relationship with the universe or God, whoever you, you know, whatever your spiritual beliefs are, but it comes, it's all personal to you. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. that's what I love about it because when people read it, they should read it from, you know, this is, this is me. This is, I gotta, you know, this is what I need to do for me and tune out some of the, what's on the magazines and what, what are the celebrities eating and dieting and, and what they're doing, what their fad, you know, exercise routines are, but come back to, Hey, if you can't eat that food, you can't eat that food. So you don't eat that food because it doesn't make you feel good. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you, what are you most proud of with the book? Hmm. I'm proud that I actually wrote one. (laughs) Finally, after 10, you know, like over 10 years. Um, (sighs) What are you hoping women walk away with? I want to give women freedom. Um, You know, like you were just saying, it is about each of us individually. And I want women to be able to ignore all the messages that they're seeing, you know, that society is giving us about what they should look like, what health should look like for everybody and really step into the freedom of like being okay about figuring it out for yourself. Um, This is an individual journey, which is really freeing. I know it can be a little bit scary too, because sometimes we just want someone to tell us this is, here's the rules X, Y, Z, but it's so freeing not to have rules (laughs) and to, and, and to be, um, one of the things too that I really encourage in the book and I, and I really encourage women in their health journey is um, to just be curious. It's okay not to do it all perfectly. Um, you know, I think uh, when we are, when we have all of the blame and we have all of the shame heaped on ourselves and we beat ourselves up because we made an unhealthy choice, it's so much more demotivating to keep moving forward than if we just step back and say, okay, so I did that. Why don't I, you know, what was that about? Let's get a little curious and what can I learn from it and move forward with? That's so much more motivating in our journey than, than beating our, ourselves up all the time. So I really want to give women freedom and I really want to help them turn away from the world's messages <laughs> and um, just really step into what's true for them. 
I love that. I do. And I think that's what we're all craving at this point. I think, mm -hmm. I think a lot of us are just tired. We don't want to read the magazines anymore. We don't want to see the airbrushed bodies. Right. We don't want to know what the next thing we should eat. That freeing, you know, we don't want the guilt anymore. Right. I think it's time. I do. So when does this book drop? When does it launch? <sighs> I don't have an exact date, but I'm shooting for October 8th. The company that I'm working with, um, uh, there's not a way for me to, to say, okay, I want it available on this date, but that's the date we're shooting for. <laughs> so it should be on or before. Um, yeah, it's just a couple weeks out. Yeah, and I'm actually running a seven-day free health challenge um, in anticipation of the book, which will start on October 1st. Um, and so that's, um, there's like a little sign up bar on my website. If people go there and I have some ads running right now, so people will, will see that, but, um, just kind of a fun way to experiment with some new recipes and, you know, what a healthy lifestyle can look like. Um, and then I'll be sharing each day, just a, a short tip on health and, um, that's for free. I mean, aside from buying your own groceries, <laughs> um, but that'll be leading up to the book. So, um, yeah, so I'm excited about that. That's coming out as well. That's so exciting. And they can buy it on Amazon? Uh, yes, the book's going to be on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. And then after that, whatever other companies decide to pick it up from there. But it'll be definitely on those too. So fun. Yay. That's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I will be buying that right on October 8th. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be, and I'll be posting about it. So if you, you know, if you are um, following me, uh, yeah online or um, I'm following, my, following my blog posts. Um, I'll be sharing about it. As soon as it's out, I'm going to be like, hey guys, because <laughs> it may come out before the 8th. I don't know for sure, but I'll definitely be letting people know. <laughs> so one final question for you. What, or maybe two final questions actually. So okay. what tips, give me three tips that you would share with women out there that are embarking on a journey to transform their lives and go after their dreams. What would you think three, mm. top three tips would be? Good question. Um, I would say tip number one is to set aside some quiet time every morning. Um, I think too often we start our days with, you know, rolling out of bed, checking our phones, you know, getting on social media or checking emails, and then immediately we're at the mercy of other people's agendas. So I would say tip number one, quiet time. Even if you don't have a lot of time in the morning, five minutes. Um, and, you know, for myself personally, that's when I love to you know, pray and I, I journal. Um, but that really gets you in the right mindset and it sets your day off. Um, and also, um, you know, when you talk about reaching for our dreams, it's, it's hard to really put a focus on your dreams if immediately you're just, you know, responding to everybody else. You're not giving yourself that, that clear uh, focus for the day. So that's tip number one. Um, tip number two, um, well, this is something that's, you know, very much a part of what I do because of my faith, but, uh, and a lot of people say this, a lot of Christians say this, be in the word, but it's amazing to me. You know, I used to think as I was growing up that, uh, you know, reading the Bible, oh, it's such a chore. And, and it's amazing now as my relationship with the Holy Spirit has changed, like how much of it kind of jumps out at me. And I see new things all the time in the old stories. And, I am so uplifted by doing it. So I would say for those of you that want to strengthen your faith, definitely that would be my tip number two. And you can do that right around the same time that you have your quiet time in the morning if that works out. <laughs> so I would say that's my tip number two. Um, and then tip number three, uh, I'll just 
repeat what I, what I said earlier about, you know, just trading in that um, judgment for curiosity, like being okay with being on the journey. Um, none of us is perfect. We're always becoming who it is that we're meant to be. We're never going to just reach that and stop growing. So be gentle with yourself, show yourself grace, you know, treat yourself like you would, you know, your best friend. If you wouldn't say something <laughs> to your best friend, don't say it to yourself. <laughs> um, be okay with learning from mistakes. We, you know, we all make them. No one's perfect. So I would say that's tip number three. I love that. I, I love, that's the, my favorite part of doing these interviews is those tips. Um, and what I'm learning along the way is um, they're all very similar. They're all about you and getting to know you and having that quiet time and journaling comes up all the time, gratitude, praying, mm -hmm. meditating. I think when you're embarking on a journey, right, you're going after a dream, you want to transform your life. People think it's so complicated, but really it's so easy because there's so steps are so easy. They're just about getting to know you more, spending more time with you to yeah. get where you're going, to get over those fears. Yeah. Yeah. If we can give ourselves that space to think, you know, give ourselves some downtime throughout the day, those dreams are, I mean, they're going to pop up. Our passions can't be silenced. They keep showing up. We keep having reminders. There are things that I think about over and over. And I think, oh, maybe I need to be paying more attention to that. But if we don't quiet down all the other noise, it's really hard to get in tune with it. So like you said, it does show up. It does you know, these dreams will pop up. Um, we will have inclinations to certain things, but if we aren't giving ourselves the time to focus on them, um, it's going to be difficult to reach them. <laughs> yeah. If it's meant for you, it won't, it won't pass you by. But if you're not, if, if you're not listening or watching for the, the opportunities, right. Then you're, it's just going to, it'll stay there. <laughs> it won't go away, but you're also not going to move towards it. Exactly. So your book is going to be published next month. What's next on your path? Oh, um, well, I definitely have ideas for book number two. So I'm really excited about that and definitely um, feeling prompted to keep writing. Um, so that's another thing on my path. And then also um, I'm about to, I'm in the middle of earning my master's in counseling right now. So I'm about to start an internship with you know, in the new year. And so I'm really excited about that new ministry as well. I'm really excited about what I'm going to learn there. So, and I think those experiences will help me in writing too. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. So you are multi-passionate. Yes. <laughs> and I love that because you don't just stop at writing books, right? You, you're, you're, you're going to get your master's. You became a health coach. And I think that's important because people think they need to choose one thing. Right. You have to. You can you can be whatever you want. Whatever you're called to do or you're passionate about, you can do it. You can do it all. Yeah, and I used to think that too. Like you had to focus on like, oh, I had one thing needed to define me. But the difficult thing is sometimes we don't know and we're interested in several. So my thought is chase all of them and see if one rises to the surface. You know, that's okay. It's part of that being curious. You know, you don't have to know. You don't have to have it all figured out. And you learn a lot about yourself along the way every time you try something new. Yeah, right. and you might not have to choose, right? You can kind of do it. You can be an author and you can, you know, be a coach and be a therapist. You can do it all. You, you mm -hmm. know, you don't have to choose one. Yeah. Yeah, or it might grow into um, 
some other new role that's not out there yet that's a combination of everything so that's kind of exciting too to think about maybe it'll look like something totally completely different than what most people are doing oh, i love that you can see you can create your life <laughs> you <laughs> that's right <great. laughs> to the options that are out there <laughs> love that well, this was lovely. I'm so glad that you shared your story with us. And I'm so glad I got to know you. I'm so glad that the world gets to know you now. I'm super excited about your book. Um, I think this is one of those books that, um, you know, would be good to read with friends, um, you know, to encourage and, and support each other, um, even though it's an individual journey, but that accountability. Um, I think it's a good gift <laughs> for people to <laughs> your friends. Okay. It'll be available before Christmas. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if you know of any friends that could benefit, I'm okay with you getting copies for them. <laughs> right? It is. I mean, I think it's, it's a good way of showing that, Hey, I support your journey and I support mm -hmm. your health and your rebel being so you can be all that you're meant to be. Well, thank you so much. Thank you all for joining us. And so where can everybody find you and follow you? Yeah. Um, I, before I say that, I want to say thank you. Um, I really enjoyed our time together today, too. It gave me a chance to get to know you a little bit better. So it was great. Um, my website is thetruehealthlife.com. Um, and again, I'm doing that seven day challenge. So if that's something that you want to join for free, there is a little bar at the top. You can click on that. And then on Facebook, I'm at uh, the true health life. Uh, that's my uh, Facebook page. So if you want to um, follow me there and on Instagram, I'm at true.health.life. <laughs> yeah. So go follow her. I love her motivational posts on Instagram and Facebook all the time. And I love watching your journey. Um, she shares her, her running journey and all <laughs> fun recipes and what she's she's making uh i like to follow her recipes too so, oh. yeah i'm glad you enjoy it so much thank you all for joining the true joy revolution we're so excited that you're here and we hope you get inspired by these interviews to go live the life that you were meant to live and live life your own way hi joyful lady thank you so much for listening to the true joy revolution podcast I want to invite you to come join us in my free Facebook community, Joyful Life Society. Connect with other women just like you, stepping out of their comfort zones and overcoming their fears to live life their own way. In the group, you'll be able to share your journey, receive support and encouragement, and free resources to help you reach your goals and dreams. So hop over to Facebook, search Joyful Life Society, and add yourself to the group. I look forward to seeing you in there. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episodes of Inspiring Conversations each week right when they launch.